We are live for the Wednesday edition of the Hangout. It's been a couple weeks uh, due to time constraints, time, everything. Everybody's busy. I've been messing up on time. So, gentlemen, but as always, man, it's good to connect with you guys, man. How is everybody doing? We got Mr. Dre in the middle, Mr. Tom to my far left. Yeah. How you guys doing, man? Fantastic. <laughs> doing great. Doing great. That's good, man. So, well, okay, we, we've we missed, what, what, three weeks now, whatever. So a lot's taking place in that time frame here. And so, of course, as of right now, it appears that the debt ceiling is the primary focal point of the world leaders and everybody here in our country as well. And as I said before, we went live. It typically, it, you know, last minute, there's a resolution and everything goes back to normal. More debt to infinity, more monopoly money. But just something about this one to me feels different. And I assume you guys have to feel the same way just because the mainstream media is making sure they're putting out enough fear to get everybody's attention as if they're going to use this event, whether it, whether it gets done or whether it doesn't, as as a, as an excuse for something else. But what are you guys feeling? What are you guys thinking? When Before we start, when is the deadline? $88 billion. No, but so for the, the TJ account, the, the remaining the remaining liquid cash for a government budget. So once that runs yeah, out, we, or the time frame, yeah. Like when are we broke? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, we already. I mean, we're we already broke, broke but we already. We're <laughs> we already broke. But well, when is the monopoly? When, when is the monopoly currency run out? I've been watching yeah. people post. You know, the the daily expenditures. They're spending billions per day, just on just the regular operation. So, I'm. I've heard. I heard one week. In a week, that boy could be gone. But then again. Mm. They can, I'm sure they can always find some currency out of the blue if they really wanted to, but just for some reason they made it. So, huh? I said they find a billion dollars in the couch somewhere. Right. <laughs> or you just stop giving the billions to Ukraine, you know what I'm saying? Funneling funding the money through Ukraine for you know unnecessary backdoors, whatever. So anyway, but but of course Ukraine comes first, we know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> can't really do much about that right now. But so so I was asking, uh, I interviewed somebody earlier and I was talking about, you know, what if this time is different? Just always, I think it'd be better to prepare or not prepare, but just brace brace for the likelihood that this might be used as a catalyst for something else. This could be used as an event politically to cause issues between the left house, the right, blame game, whatever. And then we go into summer with on some like we, we go into summer with events that we've never witnessed. Basically, starting with the cutoff of all the, uh, you know, the, the Social Security, welfare. I mean, all those programs that have been put in place, they're going to probably cut from those first. And then a, yeah. how will the world respond will be the next question, because they already are very on, they're on edge right now because of this whole debt ceiling debacle. So anyway, what are you guys thinking? See, I think this time is different insofar as a. Former Vice President Joe Biden has a habit of telegraphing these catastrophic events that just seem to happen, like, you know, with Nord Stream and stuff like that. And he did make that comment during the 2022 um, uh, uh, midterms that if the Republicans take the House, they're going to blow up the economy. So there's a good indication that something's going to get blown up. He's got a good track record of following through with those those threats. And then B, um, you got Jamie Jamie Dimon um, over at J.P. Morgan. Like they're do. I don't know if you guys have read this, but they're doing this. Like they went from like a monthly to a weekly now to like a three times daily war room surrounding yeah. like the fallout of what happens when we hit the debt ceiling. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's that is concerning to me, not because I trust Jamie Dimon. I mean, he's probably worse than any of the politicians on this planet. But if he's focusing the time and the energy into um, calculating for the the outcome that we might breach the debt limit, it's mm-hmm. something to be taken into consideration. And then lastly, just make my point quick is there is no reason the United States has to default, right? We've all been through this. All of us here, all of this audience has been in a tight spot financially. You get X amount of dollars coming in every week and you say, okay, I got electric, I got water, I got rent, I got food, I got this, I got that. Let's prioritize our payments. There's absolutely zero reason on this planet that we would have to default on the bondholders because that's all that matters when you say default default on social security default default on va benefits default on whatever else as long as you're not defaulting on the bondholders it's not really it's not relevant to the rest of the world it is but it's not so the only way we default on the bondholders and thus put the full faith and credit of the united states at risk is if joe biden chooses to do that it's on him because the republicans have passed the bill out of the house they put they put a um a plan out there. The Senate's not taking it up. Biden's refusing to negotiate. So if we default, it's because Biden chooses to. Because even if the debt ceiling doesn't get raised, we have plenty of money coming in to pay the bondholders, the coupon holders. It just means we're going to have to cut back on aid to Ukraine and Somalia and deworming infants in Nigeria and whatever the frig else we're spending money on. That's our reparations, man. Yeah, well. <laughs> But that's what I mean. Like, so it does seem to me like it does seem to me like we're we're getting set up for something different and they're going to play us all like play us all for fools. And it's going to be intentionally you they cannot they can't just make this a political accident. They would have to willingly default on the bondholders. And it, that that's a willful act. It's not something they can just do by political accident. Yeah. Now, just because we're in what has been, you know, usual territory as far as waiting to the last minute to get things done, waiting to have the left and right come to an agreement on how much they're going to, you know, how much they're going to create into existence out of nowhere. I think that this year, this time, the world has already made some very uh, game changing choices as far as de-dollarizing and looking to use other alternative currency. Do you want, even though it's, it's another fiat currency, whatever, but you know, China has proven that they're willing to back it up with some things such as oil and gold, exchanges and things of that nature and so with the debt ceiling being an issue it would only continue to ruin the faith and confidence in the debt in and of itself so if they do come through with a deal they're going to issue more debt do you think the world's really going to race to take on more of these liabilities that are continuing to pile up with no real way of being paid back and you factor in higher interest rate environment borrowing costs is that much more expensive so it's it's a it's a it's a lose lose at the end of the day for those who know what's going on. So it's like, you know, it doesn't really even matter <laughs> at this point. I, it's better to get this party started, even though it's going to be painful. <laughs> it's going to be even more painful down the line if we continue to kick this down can down the road. So, you know, like, come on now, like, just what do we what do we do with all this? <laughs> yeah, the I, I heard something interesting the other day, and they were talking about when the British pound was the world reserve currency, and it started its decline, I think, I don't know, eight, 19, was it 1920? 
it that did. was during the war. Anyway, it took one, like history. it took like twenty years for the U.S. to take over that to catch it and take over the mantle. So the the gist of the conversation was it won't happen overnight. Yeah, which gave me some breathing room, right? So I, <laughs> but with the debt ceiling thing, I a lot of times I'm wondering nowadays because like mass media or um, uh, traditional media, whatever mainstream. Nobody's watching them, so they're crying wolf or the sky is falling at every single turn because nobody's watching them. So a lot of this stuff may be a bit exaggerated, but I wouldn't be surprised if they let this thing just go to hell because at some right. point it has to. Like, it's, you know, I was thinking I, you know, I wouldn't be around for that. Like, you know, maybe 40 years, 50 years down the line, it, you know, it happened. Like a lot of these politicians just kicking stuff down the road, but it looks like this could happen, you know, not just in our in our lifetime, but in the time where we're earning dollars. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like your your labor is connected to that dollar, and and if that goes astray, man, like no one knows what that looks like. Right, right. I mean, no one, no one, no. So the U.S. doesn't know, but every other country. Every 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 other country has gone through a currency issue prior to now. You know what I'm saying? Like so, all, all the emerging markets, whatever, they've all gone through several hyperinflationary type environments. So the rest of the world kind of knows what it looks like to lose, you know, the basically the value of your currency, which includes all your savings, all your all your retirement, all your all that stuff is is woof, like just like that. Then you start over. Problem is now every country's in on the same game to where. It's yeah. all going to boil down to every country starting over. And it just happens to be that they have a plan for what starting over looks like. It's called a CDC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, hey, hey, hey. Oh, shoot. let's just dust off this plan we set like 20 years ago. Just so happen to have it. Dude, what a right. coincidence. <laughs> what are you saying, Tom? Yeah, like I don't know if you guys saw this, but Argentina is offering a 96% interest rate because of their 100% inflation. And Argentina at one point was far wealthier than the United States. So it's definitely not it's not a smart bet to make that the United States can't go that way because it, you know, like you said, every other powerhouse country has. I think what is incredibly important for people to take note of this time, though, is the last handoff for the reserve currency went from the the UK to America, friendly nations. Mm -hmm. Right now, there is no alternative. So it's not like the yuan or the ruble or or the real, what what is it, Saudi Arabia, the real. None of these, none of these are are set up to take over the dollar. And I don't believe that any of these countries are going to hamstring themselves by backing their currency in gold because that's going to prohibit them from doing, you know, expansionary stuff like all of these countries want to do. But it is safe to say that whoever takes the mantle of the world reserve currency, if it is in our lifetime, it's going to be a country that is not friendly to the United States whatsoever. And it's going to be a country probably involved with China that is going to swoop in buy everything up. And the world as we know it here in this country is going to change forever. Um, I, I like I think it's beyond the world reserve currency. Once the dollar goes, the American experiment and the American ideal system, at least as we imagine in our minds, is also gone because yeah. you know there's nothing left at that point. 
but here's that's a little so... visual way I put together. I'm sorry. Here's a little visual way I put together, just showing how monetary orders yeah, have changed you. every hundred years or so. And so, yeah. of course, it wasn't until the last 200 or so years that you know you can have actually consider the currency as a reserve currency that the world you know flocked to. Everything else was more so just regional, you know, monarchies or whatever, whatever, whatever in between. But and so we're we're long overdue. And so I put you know TBD. So I, I made this last year, and I put to be determined. And I put 2023 and then beyond with a question mark because I'm like, it, it's everything's been set up for the announcement of an, something, whether it's a single or a basket of or a whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's all been set up for this. So it doesn't surprise me one bit that the world is literally creating and looking for alternatives. At the same time, the banking situation is even getting worse. <laughs> and then we got the debt ceiling. So, you know, it's just one big trifecta. You know what I'm saying? So it's. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to be. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. I, I was saying I, I definitely agree with Andre and his past points that we this is all leading to the CBDC because even with your chart showing, like, it, yeah, it could be another currency or a basket of currencies. That's what they keep talking about with BRICS. But how do you how do you facilitate dispute with a basket of currencies? Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Where does the jurisdiction lie for disputes between corporations, entities, governments, whatever? Here, it's the United States. The United States settles those disputes. We have good business laws. We have private property. We have all of that. Um, So I don't think it's going to be a basket of currencies because then you also, who's defending the trade routes? If not the U.S. Navy, you have a bunch of piracy. Mm -hmm. So I think the only thing that makes sense is a CBDC. And this whole smoke and mirrors of Ukraine and Russia and, and China and the United States and the debt ceiling is just the, the pretense for a world full of chaos. Make the people suffer. Here's your solution. Have a very good day. Here's your digital wallet. Yeah. And to, to, to your point there about who's going to defend the trade routes. And so I, I've been kind of paying attention to the expansion of China's militarization of the assets that they purchase. So in every country that they've given a loan to predominantly Africa and, you know, the, some of the Belt and Road initiatives, they've also set up and established their own governmental structures and military to protect that in those regions. So I would, I would imagine the Chinese has spread their military quite wide and far for protecting themselves first, but then also to be a backup to the world if need be, because they got assets everywhere. And of course, the fact China and Russia's buddy, buddy, it's good to say Russia will have access to and be able to, you know, put a base next to them type of thing, just because they're working on something. So and that, that's my thought towards that. And we'll have another thought, but I forgot what it was. But anyway, <laughs> uh, South China Sea, someone says South China Sea questions. Yeah, just the fact the U.S. is like, you know, in their backyard, like, you know, in that straight it's like come on now like how the hell mm-hmm. are we over there telling them what to do in their own backyard that's like somebody on your back porch telling you that you can't come out when you want to come out because <laughs> we're protecting the international tra- trail route travel trade routes 
come on now. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and they were building those uh, fake islands out there, too, for uh, naval ports and stuff and, you know, pissing Japan off. And, and you know, Japan at this point has no choice but to be an offensive military. You know, after World War II, they were like, we'll be a self-defense force. But at this point, they're just like, hey, things are getting real, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of which, uh, someone in the chat just mentioned, uh, let me see here, it says... Uh, any thoughts on Japan saying no to CBDCs? And as you mentioned that, uh, something that came to mind. So here's a little article here. It says Japan's central bank scraps CBDC plans due to lack of interest from the public, saying that basically there's other okay. alternatives out there. And so because Japan is a part of the G7 and they're basically, you know, the Western pup, Western globalist primary puppet from yesteryears. The fact that they are either talking about slowing down or literally putting a pause on things, it goes against the grain as to what their 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 masters mm. are are wanting the rest of the countries, the worlds to do. So it's like, okay, perhaps are they pivoting themselves and and going against the grain and probably pivoting more to the east? Because once again, we we don't know those extra uh, countries that have uh, got some put some fillers out for joining the BRICS. So perhaps like you know this type of stuff here plays into uh you know a shift in global powers when i'm getting it so who knows well, what if, you you read that sub, if you read that subheading they haven't you know they're they're not saying no no uh totally and i i say this all the time about japanese politics i think i even said it here when mm -hmm. i lived there there was some ballot initiative a national one and there was some poll out that said like 89 percent of people didn't want this to pass Whatever mm -hmm. this was. Next thing you know, the diet called the, their their Congress or whatever it's called the diet passed with flying colors. <laughs> so mm -hmm. whatever the Japanese people want, I give no, I don't care. Like right. they, they're so disconnected with that government, man. It, it's it's crazy. And you got to remember the old prime minister just got taken out of here, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you messing with money. You know, I have no yeah, proof yeah. of that, but hey, I yeah. wouldn't be, you know, Japan, like in Japan is really interesting too, because like, I haven't lived there in 20 years, but when I was there, it was still a pre pretty much a cash society. I mean, mm -hmm. you can go, I ain't gonna say this happened in Tokyo, but I've seen it like on the, in the countryside, you have people walking into the bank with the equivalent of like $20,000 in cash, like little old women by themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and like I'm, you know, I'm from Detroit, so I'm like, what is going on here? Like you got this little four foot eleven lady walking around with twenty grand in cash, but that's it's such a totally different society. I mean, it was it was all cash based. This is like twenty years ago. So mm -hmm. from them to go from you know cash, they really didn't even use checks, and now and it was credit card. Like they didn't live off credit. At all is more so now, but then you go from that within 20 years, you go from cash-based society to credit to a CBDC. That's that's really quick. Well, if I'm not mistaken, also, Japan, after the lost decades, they were the ones that were like, hey, we'll try modern monetary theory. Let us take this because we are completely stagnant. We're going nowhere. So I'm pretty sure they're the ones that were like, we'll, we'll try this MMT thing out. And then, like Andre was saying, the, the prime minister got shot, Shinzo Abe. What a lot of people don't realize about him was he was a globalist. And 
he was very much into this WEF. I'm not saying the WF specifically, but that mm -hmm. agenda and the modern monetary theory agenda. And then he gets off. And then all of a sudden we had to remember him for the great nationalist that he was. And that's the, that's the story. And that's what we're sticking to. And he was, he was, he was Japan MAGA or JAGA or whatever you want to call it, but that's not <laughs> the truth at all. And I actually watched an interview with Michael Yan, who is a, um, he's a, uh, like, a war correspondent very prolific very well-known reporter over in japan with this japanese reporter and she's saying like hey he has all these globalist ties he's the one that helped facilitate the modern monetary theory he's the reason that we have this like yield curve control and now we're not allowed to talk about it because all we can say was that he's a hero and he was a patriot and he was a nationalist and he wanted japan to be sovereign so there is that whole side of the things side of things too. And like Andre was just saying, the subheading doesn't say that it's going away. And I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure I heard on one of your shows, Mike, that it was the E Naira where it wasn't, it was lowly, uh, it wasn't well adopted. And then they just mm -hmm. pretty much limited people's access to cash and started right. urging them to take the E Naira in Nigeria or wherever it was. Right, right, right. And so, so the thing is, they're still developing and trying to push it out there. Just like also, just I think the other day I talked about how Turkey is on their test phase of the digital lira. So there's 180 some countries or so that got plans for it. That's because that's what they're supposed to work towards after this whole reset stuff takes place. Now the question is, will it be ready in time for people to use it? in a, like a rebuilding phase issued by them or will the world reject it and say, Hey, we don't want that because they can see through all this and choose, you know, gold and silver, of course. And of course, and Bitcoin and all those other things out there. So I'm more for like, just give people alternatives, not another IOU, nothing that is digitally programmable and basically just another slave coin. So hopefully it fails. Mm -hmm. But then again, to see articles about potential pausing and stuff like that, it's good to say when stuff comes down, what will be available is a question. And I think here's one of the issues I have. Let me share another article with you. Uh, and this is about uh, your boy, uh, Mr. DeSantis. And so he's out here banning CBDCs in Florida. And so it sounds good <laughs> on the surface, but my issue with it is that after this banking situation completely unravels, I think that the problem is if people can't access their cash and they're not able to get into their digital commercial bank accounts now then what will they be able to use what will they use so i can see him backtracking and saying like we need another form of a currency to use because we have lost access to all this stuff so i can see him going back on this because he's not gonna leave his people completely without options of, of being able to trade and use some type of currency so i think this right here is just looks good because this is probably for his presidential you know this is his presidential campaign he's running on whenever he announces if he hasn't already so this type of stuff here it looks promising but then again if you can't access your atm and get cash at the bank then what the hell are you gonna use so i can see him caving to this right. at the end what are you thinking yeah i mean once they put legal tender on that central bank you know digital currency the fed coin or whatever you want to call it i mean it's already out there <laughs> it's already in that you know it's at the fed to the to the um, regional bank. Well, not the, what do they call it? The big banks, the big three or whatever. They're using it. It just hasn't come down to the common man yet. So yeah. once they stamp, stamp that label, legal tender on there, you, 
Ron DeSantis, I don't care what he said. You have to use it. You have to accept it for all forms of debt. Um, you know, whatever's on that dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's just charades, in my opinion, or whatever. Just a gamesmanship. Like you said, just soundbite for people to vote for them. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think? Don't know. No. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with uh, Andre on this. And like, um, okay, so Texas did, uh, a, I think they passed it or they're about to pass a law um, basically allowing gold and silver to be used as legal tender. I think they're even doing something with like a uh, gold-backed digital currency. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. I guess Ron DeSantis, is, he, he's playing to the right-wing conspiracy Alex Jones wing of the party. I understand mm-hmm. that. But then on the other side of the coin, he's signing like he just signed a law making e-verify state law basically making the government judge jury and executioner of who can be hired and it goes so far as to if you hire someone and they give you a fake id you're on the hook people can go to jail over this employers can be arrested e-verify is an incredibly intrusive system i lived in florida i've been through this a lot of a, a lot of companies already use this it's beyond just immigration it's also background checks they, they they look into things about your life they have no business knowing for the employment that you're looking for okay it is a complete and total power grab that maybe the governor has good intentions but as soon as someone else gets into power they can use that to discriminate discriminate against conservatives white people black people doesn't matter because the bill is just so broad e-verify is such an intrusive system so for him to sign this anti-cbdc bill but then on the other hand sign a bill saying that if you have an out-of-state license you're you're automatically under suspicion if you come from a state that gives licenses to illegals and you come to this state and for whatever reason your license isn't good and you go through e-verify you got a second degree felony like Okay. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I agree. This CBDC thing is just for the campaign trail. He keeps doing these things like he, oh, I'm putting out the red meat for the base, but then behind the scenes, I'm doing things that are really, really not good. Yeah. Here's a comment from Persistence Over Resistance says, there are like 24 states making gold legal tender and y'all talking about CBDCs. The federal government is bankrupt. The Fed Reserve is done. The state holds the power. And that is... That sounds great on on the surface, but then again, those states that are making gold and silver legal tender, it sounds good. But then again, most people don't have gold and silver. So when when stuff hits the fan and they can't get access to the ATMs or cash, how are they going to be able to afford gold and silver to be able to use as an intermediary exchange? And so the price will probably take off through the roof to where your average Joe won't be able to afford it. So it's going to be issues there. And I wouldn't trust the states when they're scrambling. And they, because they can't, they can't access their bank accounts either to fund operations right. within the state. So municipalities gonna go bankrupt, and so it's gonna be so much chaos to where it just, it just seems like a ripe setup for we need an alternative. Oh, no problem, we can get two thousand dollars per 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 person signed up for E-Verify by tomorrow because we got the Fed now. You know what I'm saying? So we can get it to you right away. And so sign mm-hmm. up over here. You bet three hundred something million people are gonna be like. Okay, sign me up. You know what I'm saying? Like money. I'm ready. You know, so you need you need blood sample, you need my eye scan, what you need. I you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to get my cash. So it's just like it's, it's just ah, yeah. 
in I mean, theory I, that sounds good like yeah the states have the power but what that the, what that uh viewer was talking about we're talking about armed conflict let's not forget like when we get into this the 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 the, the realm of money and interstate commerce okay we're talking about armed conflict and people dying that's that's what that's exactly what will happen if you think the federal government is going to let 20 some odd states just you know not not participate that's completely false and okay so let's say the states decide not to go along with it what we're talking about is armed conflict the atf already could kick your door down and shoot your dog if you have the wrong trigger that you're not supposed to have for a firearm you mean to tell me that if an entire state decides they're not going to be be in the little slave game of the federal reserve digital currency <clears throat> that it's not going to escalate to something beyond that so i i understand the sentiment i get it it's a very libertarian like states rights and whatever but in execution and practicality it, it it would take a lot more of an organized force that would never be allowed to organize to resist something like that right right and that's why you know everything will be on the fly in, in real time politicians they're either incompetent majority of them or they're complicit with the globalist agenda so the chance of us being able to trust the states like i know here in michigan governor whitmer is crooked as a She's a crooked, she's a Biden left hand puppet. So I know she's not talking about legal tender here in Michigan. So I know I'm ass out when it comes about to make it go to legal tender in Michigan. So Texas for sure, okay, cool, because they they have been pushing back all along. But then again, if you can't swipe, you can't feed yourself, you can't drink, you can't heat your house, what you gonna do? You gonna hit the streets. You know what I'm saying? So you're not thinking about like going and standing in line and protesting with signs. We want, you know what I'm saying? No, come on now. And real quick, to your point about um uh, the ATF agents going door to door to confiscate. Uh, what does it say here? Let me get this out there. What does it say? Let me get this up to confiscate gun devices. So I did see a video. Uh, I'm not sure if it's in here, but I did see a video where the guy was at the front door. Take he had his camera there. ATF agents came. He's like, we 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 saw that you bought a certain type of trigger, and we need to confiscate that. He's like, you know, he was like, I'm not I'm not complying with this. He's like, I'm not saying no, but I'm not complying with this. So. Yeah, well, every yeah, it's just this was this was very disturbing because they know who has what and how many you have. So that's another problem as well. If stuff hits the fan, they won't be able to actually confiscate what you have. But then again, you know, people who don't abide by the law are gonna come visit you anyway. So anyway, man, this is it gets crazy. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to take it there. <laughs> can you guys uh, hear me? Yeah, I can, yeah hear you. I can hear you. You kind of you froze, but I can hear yeah. you. I'm froze, but okay. <laughs> you got that serious mug. You like you got a like you got a mug shot. <laughs> you look deep in thought. But no, so let's 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 shift gears a little bit. Um, for, was it a week ago? I think it was last week. The town hall meeting. Donald Trump, CNN, yeah. prime time. Mm. I, I heard he stole. I didn't watch, it, but I heard he stole the show. Shocked the world. Got CNN in trouble. Probably got some people of CNN fired. <laughs> Give me the rundown. So, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all. I can't stand the girl. I can't call her a lady because she she just seemed like a, you know, a, a a fourteen year old girl arguing with her dad or something like over uh -huh. something she don't know what the hell she's talking about. So it was basically a debate between Donald Trump and this news lady, and I thought that was just really dumb, especially because you ever heard the, the term "read the room"? Yeah, she definitely didn't. So it's a whole bunch. It's all Republicans in there, 
and Donald Trump. She's the only non-Republican. And she's just debating with this guy. And it was just dumb. It looked so bad for CNN. And Donald Trump just, he knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. The only thing I was disappointed on, it wasn't a lot of talk about, like, the Fed. The Fed? The Fed, yeah. It wasn't a lot of talk about the Federal Reserve Bank, uh, considering, you know, you got the debt ceiling coming, all this money we printing to uh, send overseas uh, for Ukraine. Because that those those topics came up, and he was like, you know, that that – the Ukraine-Russia conflict could be over in an hour once I get in office. But the problem, the America's problem is the Federal Reserve. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So you got, I mean, basically everything stems from there. If you if you're not really addressing the problem if you totally ignore the Federal Reserve system, yeah. in my opinion. So you got to at uh, least address it, you know. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Mullen says the IRS, too. He said, I don't don't just consider the Federal Reserve. How about the IRS as well? (laughs) Because they came in existence. Yeah, well, you know, that came after the Fed. You ain't had that until you had the Fed. I will give it to Trump, though. He did make the point when they asked about the debt ceiling. He said they either need to make cuts, severe cuts, or default. He said it several times. Default now because it's just going to happen in the future and it's only going to get worse each day we don't do it. To me, that was pretty powerful for him to just be like, hey, make the cuts or default. Call their bluff. Call Biden's bluff. Default on the debt. And then the other powerful part, the one thing I really liked, my favorite part of that was when that Harry Forearms lady, whatever her name is, she was like, uh, one of the, the, um, the audience was like, Oh, so, you know, we're funding Ukraine. What would you do to stop this and make sure Putin's not a threat? And he's like, this wouldn't happen, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, so do you want Ukraine to win? And she's like, he's like, listen, I want people to stop dying. And she just kept badgering him. Who do you want to win? And he's like, listen, I want people to stop dying. Ukrainians Mm -hmm. are dying. Russians are dying. This is unnecessary. We're running out of ammunition for ourselves. This should never, Mm -hmm. ever have happened. It was the most powerful point that he made outside of the fact just default on the debt ceiling. It was great. And I just love the fact that not only did he mock CNN, but I don't know, Andre, if you saw the after, um, like when they they interviewed the, the audience after Trump left and they were like, well, mm-hmm. how do you feel about him going on and on about the 2020 election? He's like, they were like, you kept asking him about it. Yeah, you brought it up. <laughs> it was great. They, they were pretty smart people in that audience. It was it was really good. Yeah, I heard there was a lot of they backlash. Were, it was like the next day or so that he did so well. He like so. My thing is, what were they thinking? Like, what was the CNN that desperate for? You know, views where they're willing to go outside of their own so. wheelhouse and to go get I a person so. who has and, already captivated hearts. <laughs> and he like uh, uh, Catalina, I believe, says he pulled out the receipts for. Uh, 
January 6th, and they cut them short 16 minutes or so, 20 minutes or so. So they ended it. He was like crushing it. They were like, oh, we got to go. Yeah. I, I was listening to Valuetainment with, uh, was it Pat David or David Pat, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, today. And I sent you guys a link, man. You got, everybody should go look at today's video of Valuetainment with Whitney Webb, man. And yep. it, it is so powerful. Uh, it's about two hours long. About if you don't have two hours, start at the one forty-five mark. And he, David, posed a question. He said, "You know, name like twenty organizations or as many organizations as you can, who's, you know, that it's obvious they don't want America to succeed." And you know, you mm-hmm. have like uh, the media, major corporations, blah blah blah. Now, then he said, "Name." some people okay kissinger you know they didn't say soros but soros um so on and so forth mm-hmm. and he said now out of these institutions and out of these people who loves trump and everybody it was just silence mm-hmm. that got that's really powerful man it's like all these organizations that are trying to that have destroyed what we consider america all these people who are obviously out to destroy America, World Economic Forum, all this stuff, they're all opposed to Trump. Mm-hmm. And that just speaks volumes to me. It just speaks volumes. Yeah, I, I agree. I just watched that when I was cutting the lawn, and that was the best part. Because you hear so many of these like disaffected liberal kind of like Jimmy Dore and Glenn Greenwald. And they're always they're they always stop short of saying Trump is different. They say, oh, well, all the politicians are corrupt and Trump is, too. But they never say why or how. Right. Like they, they just lump him in with everybody just because they can't be seen as being like, OK, maybe Trump isn't the thing that we all thought he was or portrayed him as being. But when they press Whitney Webb, I don't know if you know who that is, Mike, but she's like a very yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they when he pressed her. She kept trying to like weasel out of it. Well, Trump is, you know, one yeah. side of another power yeah. structure, one side of this. But yeah. at the end of the day, she couldn't. She couldn't answer the question. And it's because when the entire system, every apparatus, every branch, arm, tentacle is going after this one guy, and then you want to sit there and say he's part of the power structure, but you can't explain how that is. I agree with Andre. It was one of the most powerful things I've seen. It's the only time that I've seen someone intelligent pressed on that because generally like they'll just be like yeah you know the democrats are bad but so is trump and then they just let it slide this is the only time that i see i saw someone push on it and the the answer was like yeah i guess i don't have an answer yeah one of the things again go ahead go ahead i'm sorry i don't see him do me a favor drop you drop your screen and come back in because somebody's like you know this guy (laughs) drop your drop your screen and come back in and just see if it unfreezes Okay, and then I, I'll share my news out with you. But um, what I was gonna say, right. um, yeah. So, so out of everybody that in the political sphere, he's the only person who's a non-politician to overall, but the only one who talks the talk of like loving his country, wanting to you know make America like wanting wanting to do things in house to improve our conditions here rather than going abroad. And that in of itself is a problem when we know that all other political figures that are especially on the democratic side some republicans they're all a part of the world economic forms agenda so it doesn't surprise me one bit that those are the same people 
that are talking about Trump being a Russian, Russian this and he's whatever he's wherever he painting to be. But he's the only person that's speaking about actually trying to do something in our own house, protect our own mm-hmm. house, build our own house up rather than get involved in foreign affairs. So that right there, it makes him stand out amongst his peers because it's not many like that. So. But anyway, <laughs> what else is going on? Uh, somebody says, uh, trust the plan. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. Yeah, there's still some people that. out there with that certain letter that's saying, like, oh, everything's right on course. It's, it's I've been paid, going like, back. I've been looking through the Rumble channels that used to be, like, heavy on that Q stuff. And I'm trying to, like, <laughs> look. And I'm like, I, I, nobody's talking about this anymore. Because the last, like, I would look at these channels and the last thing was the Durham report. They're like, oh, my God, Durham's coming in. He's going to save the day. Everybody's getting fired. Trump's going to be back. It's going to be great. Trust the plan. Storm is coming. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. How'd that work out for you guys? I stopped listening to that stuff before the January 6th time frame. Because they were talking about, you know, arresting. And, uh, yeah. you know, they're going to have, like, they, they, were, they were predicting what was going to take place at the actual presidential election. Like, uh, you know, or, or during that whole time frame, they were saying that the deep, the deep state gonna get arrested. They gonna they gonna walk out all the politicians and hand. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, so you tell me if somebody with the letter told you that's gonna happen, you don't think they know that? You don't think they got a counter to that? You don't, you don't think they gonna actually? They gonna you think they gonna show up if it's really a part of the plan? And I'm like, dog, just the fact that we, the fact that there's people on the internet circulating this stuff and it's growing in popularity lets me know that. It's all it's deception, like because they obviously have to know this as well if it's about them, and nothing happened. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, nothing. Yeah, another thing in that a, video, a thousand uh, indictments. Remember the indictments? <laughs> all those sealed indictments. Man, they got they, they call up all types of names. People in the indictments. Ain't nobody got indicted. Nothing, man. Nothing anyway. happens, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you nothing happens. Nothing happens. Like, all right. I mean, nothing happened. We we don't have a country. I think uh, Tim Pool said it earlier. Mm-hmm. If no one gets indicted or goes to jail out of this Durham thing, you we don't have a country. Look, you know, you get Trump getting indicted in New York for some BS, then in uh, a sexual assault trial, in what another for some BS. But you literally have Joe Biden on film, you know, on video. <laughs> film committing crimes you got his son's laptop you you at least have indictable offenses there and nothing happens the Durham right. report comes out no one's talking about it except for us you know what I mean like we don't have a country and so I would not be surprised in, in any sense that all of this is just distraction so they can pull the okie doke as they say and usher in this CBDC and make you know, you know, before we go up to heaven, we'll experience America as a regional state of a global government. It yeah. all points that way. I mean, it's all been pointing that way. We, yeah. you know, I just refused to look at it until recently or accept it. But now I'm, I'm digging and trying to find evidence that that's not the case. And I just can't find any at all. Like everything is leading toward a one-world government with a central digital bank currency uh, with probably the IMF as the reserve currency. And, you know, the United States has its digital currency. Europe has its. Japan has its. And, you know, less freedom for us. You know, you got the prostitutes and the drug addicts with on a universal basic income. 
getting their uh, their their coins from the phones that they all have. Like you go to San Francisco and see all the bums, they all on the phone and they're all overweight. So since when did hey ta- oh, taxpayer funded that and fat? Those those Obama phones. What are they? They Joe Biden phones now. I bet you they. I bet yeah. you Trump was giving out phones too. So, uh, so yeah. what about this? What do you what do you guys think about this? Nine Bi- Biden family members who allegedly got foreign money identified by the house. <laughs> so he got his nephews, nieces, cousins, daughters. But then again, they didn't talk about the big guy because <laughs> the big guy bank account is plush. What do you guys think about this? <laughs> and if no, and nothing comes from this, like they can go, they can go a lot deeper if they want to really examine bank accounts and find out if some Republicans got paid too. I'm sure. But then again, well, it's just it's just another talking point for everybody to look at. So, but did this we, this surprise you get surprise you guys that this came out at this current moment? The Biden's getting bread at the same time they're trying to work on this debt ceiling, supposedly. No, like th- this is this is like kabuki theater, and I, I the republic is gone. Okay, like a republic is when the citizenry grants their legislation legislative authority to a representative in order to fulfill their wishes as best as possible. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, just for a quick summation, I want to read this real quick from the Durham report. Okay, because this pales in comparison to that Biden thing you just showed. Okay. In late July 2016, U.S. intelligence agencies obtained insight into Russian intelligence analysis alleging that U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton had had approved a campaign campaign plan to stir up a scandal against U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump by tying him to Putin and the Russians. Hacking of the Democratic National Committee, the IC, does not know the accuracy of this allegation or the extent to which the Russian intelligence 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 analysis may reflect exaggeration or fabrication according to his handwritten notes cia director brennan subsequently briefed president obama and other senior national security officials on the intelligence including the alleged approval by hillary clinton on july 26 2016 of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russian security services. So what that says right there is CIA director John Brennan went to Obama, who Hillary Clinton was the secretary of state at the time. And I'm pretty sure that that uh, national security advisor is Jake Sullivan. Brennan went to Obama, said, hey, Hillary Clinton is about to create an entirely fake story and use it to discredit Trump. Obama signed off on it, did not stop it, went on further to spy on Trump while he was in the White House. This is in the Durham report. So if they're not going to go after this, you're talking about the biggest. There's nothing bigger than this outside of when JFK got some lead in his brain. This is the this is the if we go into World War Three. We're going to look back in history and July 26, 2016 is going to be the event that set everything in motion. Our bad relations with Russia, everything to do with this, our bad relations, our our situation as a nation right now is all because of this. If they're not going to go after this, they're not going to go after Biden. They're not going to go after his crackhead son. They're not going to go after any of these other scumbags. There is going to be no consequences because it is utterly clear to everybody now that our our government is above the law this proves it i mean you have cia director going to obama saying hey your secretary of state is about to concoct a story 
to discredit her political opponent. And he said, okay. And then when it got to the point that it did, okay, with an impeach in an impeachment, Obama, where was he? Where was Obama to say, oh yeah, by the way, I was told about this. This is all fake. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Martha's Vineyard, probably. Doing a global warming thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so so here's my issue. Like, who polices the police that is in charge of all all the agencies? They're in on it. The agencies are the tools that the government and the globalists have used to bring about all this crime and corruption and everything in between. So they can tell us all the truth. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. We want, but they're the ones also that are the law enforcement of the country. And it's unfortunate that our military right now is being, you know, they're, they're turning our military services into Navy. And here's a, so this is what's happening in the Navy. Navy using drag yeah. queen Harry Daniels as a digital ambassador sparks debate. So like they're, they're, they're hollowing out our military and naval and, and everything else with all this craziness. So it's like, you know, hey, you know, like, you know, so that's the thing. Like, if the people don't come together, form a, I ain't gonna say, yeah, if the people don't do something about it, <laughs> they're not gonna be done. You know, that's what it's about. <laughs> it's an ongoing campaign of demoralization. That's what these these reports are. Like this this whole, hey, look, we're doing this, and there's nothing you can do about it. So like I was saying in my video today, okay, now they're getting caught. They're getting caught a little bit quicker each time, a little bit quicker each time, breaking the law, just doing whatever the hell they want. At what point does whoever's sitting in at the Resolute desk in the White House say, you know what? I'm not going to pretend anymore. This is what's going to happen. I'm coming. I'm taking your guns. This is the new law. The president, call me dictator. Call me chairman. Because let's let's get rid of all this, you know, this this disguise of democracy and and a republic. Because th- that's not what's happening now. So why were they are they going to keep pretending? They're demoralizing us. They're smacking us in the face with it. At some point, I think soon they're going to come and say, you know what? This is the new rule of the land. Martial law. Get ready. They got to do it before uh, the election. Yep. They got to do it before the election. They have oh, to destroy what's left of this country before the election. Because, wow. you know, they'll do as much irre- irreparable harm that maybe Trump can't even undo it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so whatever they got to do, they have to do it before this election. And they got plenty of time. Plenty of time. So, like, based upon the current trajectory of all the events unfolding. I think this debt ceiling is going to linger, you know, whether it's resolved or not, it's going to linger. The the repercussions are going to linger throughout the summer with more issues with the dollar and our sovereign debt in general, the banks is going to continue to have issues because the fed may end up hiking one more time next month. And it's a lagging effect for the, for the consequences of that to kick in. And then we have other events unfolding. Like I would be surprised that we have a, environment where people really are concerned with even voting come time Mm. for an election. You know what I'm saying? Like if most people are either lost their job, tapped out, broke or whatever, the chance of people really thinking that a person, an individual can save the day 
when this has been a 10, 20, 30 year decades progression of destruction of our country, you can't fix mm-hmm. our country overnight. So says like, nope. so I think people wake up and realize that no matter who's in office, ain't no saving yep. us at this point. So I, I'm still to the point where I just I'd be surprised if we got people actually caring about going to go vote when it's time, just because that's how desperate some people may be. And yeah, God you're, forbid, you're absolutely right. Up. Forty. You're, you're absolutely right on that time frame because I like I sent you guys, you know that the the first page of the Iron Mountain report, and that was written in 1964, mm-hmm. I think. And aspects of that report you can see today and that that you know just a real short synaps- synapsis of what that's that's about so it was written i think it was started in 61 it came out in 64 something like that but it was around the time of the bay of pigs or whatnot mm-hmm. and the whole thing was they wanted to uh come up with a world without war mm-hmm. and how that would look and man <laughs> I've never appreciated war so much in my life because the alternative is insane. You see a lot of a lot of this, a lot of what they were talking about in 61, implementing, trying to implement or say it'll be a good idea. Like, you know, um, in order to get people away from a war, you know, the, the system of war and what it brings to a society. Mm-hmm. You need maybe some aliens, <laughs> you know, you need a, a space program that doesn't solve anything. It's just mm-hmm. an ongoing expenditure of money, right? Another one was, uh, that was the economic, that was, they have an economic, political, social, social, ecological, and cultural aspect to their plan. And I don't want to go through it all now, but what I'm saying is in 1964, 164 a lot of those ideas that they wrote out you seeing you're seeing it play out today a world organization that controls all your money mm-hmm. and they were talking about this is in the 60s so right. is this like i said before Hil- hillary clinton was supposed to win in 16 and where we're at today was supposed to be was supposed to be in 2017 the orange guy got in there and disrupted everything pushed everything back and we i i can't see a world where they don't implement all their plans before 2024 i just don't nothing is telling me different the only thing that was telling me something different was uh elon's acquisition of twitter Mm -hmm. but then even after the twitter files nothing happened nothing happened (laughs) (laughs) nothing happened so it's like you know, the biggest mistake America, one of the biggest mistakes America ever made besides, you know, electing Wildrow Wilson, uh, bringing in the Fed, the IRS, and all that stuff back in the 20s, was getting rid of civics in school. Mm-hmm. Because the generation under me, I'm Gen X, generation under me has no idea of their birthright. Mm-hmm of the rights and responsibilities of citizens. Because if they knew that, there's no way these politicians can get away with what they're getting away with. Or these uh, actors, actors, politicians, both speak on behalf of somebody else. The actors speak on behalf of writer and politicians speak on behalf of whoever's paying them the most money. 
right? So if if citizens actually knew that this is not a democracy, it is a constitutional republic. And as a citizen, you have responsibilities not to just go out and vote for whoever is popular, but to understand what these policies are. We wouldn't be here, but we're here. And I don't think we can get out of this in a year's time. So whatever's on the other side of this CBDC, good luck. But <laughs> I think that's where we're headed. I Bro. personally tend to subscribe to the accelerationist route. Like, hey, let's go. I'm I'm ready. My family's ready. Let's just let's let's drive this thing faster. Of course, peacefully. I'm not saying violence. Any uh, please don't misconstrue me. But I'm saying let's let's default. Let's go for it. Absolutely. Let's see how long these woke freaks with their pink hair survive when they can't dilate their man-made vagina every 20 minutes because the electricity is <laughs> going out and they can't eat. Let's see. Cause I'm, I'm pretty now, sure mean, that us will be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. And, and those pink hair dilators, man, they're just, uh, they're, they're a distraction, dude. I, God bless them. It, it was just, now here's something I like when, um, George Floyd, George Floyd, Mm-hmm. Got killed, right? Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, I hear all these couple of days or whatever. I hear all these protests around the world, right? Organized <laughs> by Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, dude, why is there a Black Lives Matter organization in New Zealand? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, how stupid. Like, come on. I, I can understand if it's one in Detroit. You know, mm-hmm. Chicago, where we, black people are just killing themselves. But you're talking to, <clears throat> I don't know if it was Sweden, but I know it was like places where you probably got a couple of black people. Right. And, and they're, they're they're probably from Africa. Like, <laughs> they're right. Africans right. more than likely. They're migrants from my Africa. So <laughs> Exactly. And so where's all this money coming from? You just follow the money. Like, and here's the thing, too. So black people in America, not all black people, just the dumb ones, I said it, mm-hmm. are trying to get reparations, right? Mm-hmm. None of them can tell you a single organization today fighting against physical slavery today. Mm-hmm. But you got Black Lives Matter charters in New Zealand. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. It makes no sense. So right. you gotta follow that money, man. That that George Soros with these DAs destroying these cities, making these adults perpetual dependence on government, mm-hmm. right? And what are they gonna do? They're gonna vote for whoever's giving them money. And probably next year, that money will be in the form of universal basic income. Watch this. Speaking and of which, I'm speaking a Republican of which. who's gonna say. No, you should pull up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and reject CBDC. Man, I never get in office. Watch this. So speaking of which, like we were talking about the Iron Mountain and uh, aliens and stuff like that. Uh, Ralph says aliens are pouring in. And so <laughs> this is uh, Biden sending 1,500 troops to the southern border as Title 42 ends, but not to <clears throat> the border. So apparently, from when I saw some video footage of them, 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 them letting the immigrants and like peacefully like guiding them walking them and then you got governor abbott busting them all around the country they sent them to kamala harris front yard as if she's really there so they're busting them all throughout the country so you got several hundred thousand or how many ever total 
foreigners coming in that's going to vote Democratic because they will get paid to do so. So, you yep. know, that, so so if it wasn't fake ballots last time, it's going to be <laughs> fake ballots or real ballots from foreigners because I, th- I saw in California they're going to get they're going to get uh what they going they going to get they get some type of benefits or something out in your country in your state, dog. I'm like, huh? Yeah, like you, they, they, they can vote. Like giving them money, elections. giving them a house, and I'm like, huh? So yeah, they can vote in school board elections. They take up spots in in classrooms. Like I was, uh, or I was uh, doing working with this international exchange program for uh, students from around the world, and a lot of these kids who were trying to come here legally for exchange programs, there was no room for them in the public high schools because. If you're in the state, citizen or not, you have to go to a high school or to a school. And I'm like, they're not even supposed to be here. But it's mm-hmm. mandatory that they go to school here. And you got to pay for medical and all that, all these benefits you get from, you know, Medicaid and all that stuff. And you you follow the money. If you're in Guatemala, how do you figure or or Pakistan or Nigeria? Like everybody's coming into this country. Mm-hmm. Someone is over there organizing trips to America. But Matt, the news media is not talking about it. it's these NGOs that are telling these people, oh, okay, get, get on the caravan, come up to go up to America, you know. California no unemployment benefits for illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unemployment benefits. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's one way to kill it. Yeah, give it out as many people as possible. Yep. Pay them at the same time as ending. But gentlemen, we we at the hour point, man. We can go on forever because we got a lot of stuff we didn't cover. But uh, as always, it's good to connect. And uh, for those who are plugged in, you know, we try to do this Wednesdays at a certain time. But I I miss I dropped the ball a couple of weeks, so forgive me. But um, we got the broke capitalists in the middle. Link in the description. Go check them out. We got uh, the coming conflict to my far right. Yeah. Uh, Go check them out. And uh, other than that, gentlemen, as always, man, I, I want to respect your time because I know it's late for everybody. And for those plugged in, hit that thumbs up button on the way out. And uh, just, yeah, it's very interesting times, man. Yeah, and then U-Haul says the UN as well. So the UN is here as well. So they got a, they got a home base in Utah. So, <laughs> yeah, so why is the UN here? Why do UN got their own sovereign land that is UN property in Utah? So we can go on and on. But, um, well, gentlemen, that's all she wrote for tonight. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me, and uh, we'll see you guys later. You, you two, hang on for a second. I'm about to end the live stream. All right. Have a good night, guys.